It's another edition of the Racing It Out podcast. I'm Todd. She's Caitlin. Please make sure you're following us on our social channels. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Are we on threads yet? That's the the whole new thing. I'm, I'm, should we make a threads? Because I haven't even made one for myself yet. Haven't because... you? I did the second it, it, I got the <laughs> notification that I was I was able I didn't to even get a notification just, just because of, I was curious about it. So that's why I thought, oh, okay. But now apparently you're finding out all the things, and I, I guess one of them is you can't delete your Threads account unless you delete your Instagram account, kind of thing, because the two are tied together. And it's just you know it's, it's hardly a big deal. There's nothing right. earth shattering on my Insta or Twitter or or Threads. But <laughs> I, as soon as it came out, I was like, sure, why not? So it's it's a lot quieter. It's a lot less busy because there aren't five billion people on Threads, only right. seventy or eighty million, and it's only. a lot more civil actually because you don't mm. have all the bots, all the idiots, and stuff. Uh, uh, creeped over yet so it's so it's it's okay right now so I, I created one almost out of curiosity more than anything and how have you been liking oh I mean I guess you just said but like what what is like I know it's like a their version of Twitter because everyone says Twitter's dying so we'll, we'll see yes but, but... it's it's a it's a competitor to Twitter. It, it sort of does the same things. You know, you can like uh, a, a thread or a comment or a photo or whatever. Doesn't have an edit button, which is the big bitch about Twitter. So there's they have that in common. It's just it's a very similar platform. It's not as busy. It's not as negative and nauseating a lot of the time right now. But again, it's it's two three days in right now. Right. So we'll we'll see where it goes. But it's it's kind of okay. Well, let's let's explore this because it's new and interesting for me. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I'll go and make a racing it out threads. There you go. So, so. just so just so we can say we have it because yeah, like I said, I haven't done it yet. I haven't made one for the Pinties channel yet. I know NASCAR Cup has made one, but it's one of those like you got to make sure you're there sort of thing that's a, so. that's kind of what i figured too is like okay well let's just you know stake the stake the claim for the the same username and everything and let's see right. where it goes if it if it withers away so be it but now right. we have it at least yeah exactly because if twitter does just plop out of existence then well you just move all that content over but to right threads now, everyone is everything they put on Twitter, they're putting on threads. So they're, they're kind of parallel right now. So we'll exactly. see if one steals from the other or how it yeah. uh, all kind of evolves, but it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. We'll see uh, what comes of it. So we've, we've had a, a race event uh, cause it's been a couple a few weeks or whatever, since our, our last uh, podcast. So let's kind of go back chronologically. And I guess that would be uh yes by Eastbound uh, international speed. Newfoundland bud. It was good. The fan. It was good. Amazing race. The fan fest on the Friday. I think it was the highlight of my year watching those drivers kiss the cod. <laughs> and shout out to Brandon McFarland, who is a local driver from Newfoundland who got screeched in for, I think, probably the third or fourth time he said. Why not? Who licked the fish from tail to mouth. And gave I told it a him, kiss. I, I told him he got a little uh, a little over aggressive with that cod when I saw him the next. Uh, that's you know what? That's a little much. I didn't know if don't know if that was required. But but again, it was everybody was in the spirit of it, having a great time. It was it was fun to see. Great crowd, the autograph yeah. session afterwards and stuff. I I hope that this spurs other events 
to do more of this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The the GP3R is one that comes to mind. It's it's a it's a great event. They do they do lots for the for the Tinty series and the event itself. It's it's terrific. It's great. Um, well, they I'd, even I'd like used to, to do others. one on the Thursday. You would have them the drive down the main street of GP3R, line up along the water, and they would do a autograph session. But they haven't done that since COVID. Hopefully it comes back. There will be some different things about uh, GP3R. I was reading uh, just the other day. They're not going to do the fireworks on the Saturday night as they usually do. Uh, They're doing a drone show which I think is going to be kind of interesting. Um, the the thinking is, you know, because of the the smoke and the fires and everything, they yeah. don't want to contribute to it. They're going to do a drone show. And I think and, that's a really cool idea. And this is a, a conversation because, I mean, and it's a conversation I'm actually interested in having because, so where I live in Toronto, there's always kids shooting fireworks off in the park across the street. Right. And- this has been a conversation I feel like that has become more and much more louder in the last couple of years of the effects that fireworks have on the wildlife in the area, but also people who are maybe like have PTSD that are immigrants from war zones. Sensitive to it. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, pets and animals in the area and the, the trees. And cause I know that I think it was Victoria day long weekend here um, they were shooting fireworks off into this big, beautiful tree, really like literally right across the street from my window. And it broke off like several large branches from it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, and these are like teenagers that are just goofing around when they shouldn't be, but it does open right. up a larger conversation of maybe fireworks aren't the best way to celebrate these occasions. I maybe, and it depends. Every set of circumstances is different. I understand the excitement and the appeal and the mm-hmm. tradition of fireworks shows to celebrate, whether it be Canada Day, July 1st, uh, Independence Day, July 4th, the Victoria Day weekend in uh, in Canada as well. I, I understand that maybe they have to be more confined to fireworks displays, uh, public displays that they have. You can do it as much as you want at Walt Disney World. Right. But don't, maybe they, they don't make them available to the public. Now that's not going to eliminate them. They'll still be contraband and depending on jurisdictions that do make them legal Mm -hmm. or where they're still legal. But yeah, I could see um, how should I put this? Consolidating the fireworks displays a little bit. I, I, I'd be okay with that. I still, you know, it's still pretty cool. Everybody goes, ooh, ah, and you have fun yeah. for 20 minutes and, and you move on. But I, I, you know, shooting them off in a park on a Friday or Saturday night, eh, that's just, you know, being mischievous and that there's no real need for that. Right. Um, I, I'm not sure how you police it, except that, you know, you have to make them less available to uh to those that are participating now idiots that shoot them off in the subway and stuff like that throw the book at them you did you see that that somebody i think it was victoria day long weekend that somebody had shot one off on a ttc bus yeah idiots it's ridiculous right well when on victoria day long weekend there were kids in this park across the street that had come out with roman candles and were shooting them at our houses also dumb it's like what are you doing like you know, that's, you know, where, mischievous where vandalism. <laughs> Get off Caitlin's lawn. <laughs> I'm like not even 30 yet. And I'm just I'm like, sh- get off my lawn. 
No, but you you bring up uh, it's 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 an interesting question and one worth you know as you say a little bit of discussion. So maybe again, if you can find uh, public fireworks displays in certain occasions, right, I'm okay with that. They're That's... set off under the correct jurisdictions with the safety. correct permits and the correct safety, and they have. Yeah. Plan B's and crisis management in place if something goes wrong and something catches fire and so on and so forth. But I think GP3R and that event taking the steps, especially given the amount of wildfires in Quebec right now, to the fact that we could see like we were getting smoke and haze in Newfoundland and Labrador. Yeah. Like the island of Newfoundland when we were there. Mm -hmm. For them to make the decision that, you know, we're going to step away from this and try something new. And kudos to them. Good, good for them. That's uh, mm. Dominic Fugere is is very forward thinking. He is a mastermind. Really, he is uh, he is a very smart man. He's very forward thinking and and progressive, and I really like that about him. So we'll we'll look forward to that at mm-hmm. uh, GP Crow. But uh, Eastbound, terrific um, event was great. The I'm uh, everybody's talking about the 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 next year because it was a three year deal. Mm-hmm. I heard a lot of talk and discussion and speculation about an extension. I haven't seen an announcement, so well we'll leave it at that. But it is speculated that it is going to continue in the future, which will be terrific um, uh, going forward. I I, um, I know there's also been talk about pairing it with another event at Riverside. Uh, if that can happen, great. If it doesn't happen, then you know what? There are reasons for that. But I think we're also going to get to the point of how many Pinty's series races are you going to be able to have in a year? Because you're going to reach a point where, I mean, you're you're already at a point at several instances in the season where teams are stretched. To where we're starting right now. <laughs> Well, but but you're right. So we have uh, Toronto coming up, and then we've got the the Western Swing back to back. But then there's a break of a couple of weeks. If you yeah. start at, yeah, like before GP three R. No, it's like a week. It's like less than. It's like a eight days. You have a weekend off, and then the following weekend. So, <laughs> all right, I I I. But it's but imagine now if you start adding an event or mm-hmm. two, that squeezes things even further because you can add more events but you can't lengthen the summer and no. that's going to be the tricky part. So I think you're going to, you're going to reach the the maximum capacity point pretty quickly. Very quickly. I mean, like earlier in the season, there are a couple places. It's like, you look how we had three weeks off after CTMP, you can probably fit in another race. Like, and I, I think it was the 20 original 2020 schedule where I looked at this and I was like, this is really well done. Mm-hmm. Like it felt really spaced out and paced well and things like that. Obviously we never got to do it, but I remember looking at that schedule when it came out and being like, this feels very well paced and it's still opened up for the other Canadian events in the year, like the, right. like IMSA weekend and right. the F1 weekend and things like that. So you're not clashing with the other motorsports weekends of the year that are really big that you're going to be competing with people at now that being said yes the more you add more events you know we're already at 14 granted two of those are double double header events but that's still 12 actual events that you're going away to that you're going to probably need multiple cars for so it's like the only thing i could really see is if they were to like turn another like maybe make newfoundland a double header i don't know but I I mean, you have, like I said, a few weeks earlier in the summer, because I, I personally feel like the stretch we're about to get into with where we have no more than like 
or no, sorry, no, yeah, no more than I think nine days between races. It's a lot. And I think there's only two weekends, three weekends actually available. Exactly. I'm going to say two and a half weekends, actually, because the weekend before Oshweekend is barely a weekend because I need to be in Hamilton the Sunday night. Well, right, because you're racing uh, on on the Monday and the Tuesday. So that's that's where it's going to become tricky. But there's other venues that have been discussed. And again, mm-hmm. no announcements. So we'll we'll put them in the speculation column for now. But uh, Oshweekend is two dirt races this year where it was talked about maybe having one there and one at another track somewhere. Um, the now louder noise about NASCAR potentially returning to Montreal. What? Especially after a successful event in Chicago, and we'll get into that in a second. But so there's another event that Pinty's is obviously going to be part of. Mm-hmm. Um, so that stretches you to maximum capacity very quickly. So right. I I think that's the other part that everybody's going to have to try to sort out how to navigate through this mess. So how how much further do you think our season can stretch? Because I think we could potentially start the beginning of May. And that's a big potentially. I think you get I think if you go earlier, then I think it's very risky. And I think if you go later, it's very risky for weather. Because right. you could have a three or four beautiful days and it could be absolute crap the next day. Yeah, like there's been times we've gotten freezing rain in the beginning of May, even in the end of May sometimes. It's like yes. that's just Canada in the spring. And then I don't think you could really go beyond Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada. Oh, I so think you might you, get... I don't think you want to go that late. No. I don't think you want to go into October at all. Well, no. look at what's happened with the um, Thanksgiving weekend events the last couple of years. It's been, uh, oh, it's yeah. been a gong show trying to schedule this. So I, I think if you go outside of September, you're playing with fire. And if you mm-hmm. go earlier in May, you're playing with fire. So that's why right. you have, you know, you have like, what, 20 weeks to try to squeeze it in? It's right. very tough. It's very tough. But then again, I, I say you had three weeks off after CTMP and you're having three weeks off again, or two weekends, I guess, off after CTMP in the fall. There's ideally you want to go every other week. Right. Is the is the ideal schedule. But the other part of it too is you and I and others are also involved in other forms of motorsport. Mm-hmm. So if you start increasing the number of weekends, you start increasing, we'll say, the potential for conflicts yeah. of how you're and this is this is for teams as well because they have crew members that work on a lot of different teams and a lot of different series so well, you're going to start stretching racing. them 22 Absolutely. racing and even DJK racing they yes. do APC and Pinties. Well, and Rick Verburn is the crew chief for DJ and yeah. he's also driving in the in yeah. the Superstocks here so that's that's what I mean it's just it's a big uh Jenga puzzle that you're going to have to put together yeah it's now, and I think this was the 2020 schedule again, where we were actually backed up piggybacking on a lot of APC events where we would run the Sunday, they would run the Saturday, or they would run the Friday, We something like that. Mm-hmm. Because I remember thinking like, oh, like th- we're going to like, we're with them for like, makes sense, a third of the season. And it makes sense. Like every single like Oval Ontario race we were with them for. And that's not a bad idea. 
something to consider. So, well, for for instance, like we're the Pinty series is part of the the Honda Indy coming up. It's part of uh, uh, GP3R. It's it's a headliner GP3R with so many other series. And again, if if uh, NASCAR decides they're going to come north with the Cup series into into Montreal, and I keep saying Montreal, but <laughs> but because that's where it's going to be. Um, it. it my educated guess that's where it's going to be pinties is going to be part of it so mm -hmm. because you're not going to bring the cup series and not have the pinty series as part of it that would be shooting yourself in the foot it would be dumb so that that's an event that you're going to have to worry about so i'm interested to see where it goes hopefully we have a schedule announcement sooner rather than later but again that's going to be contingent on the u.s deciding if cup is coming north and Pinty's is going to be part of that, then that's going to hold up their schedule announcement as well. So there's a few um, moving parts. But I, I keep mentioning Montreal because Chicago was such a successful well, We haven't race. even talked about Eastbound yet. Or barely. Uh, we did. It was it was great. It was fantastic. And and Trayton won his third. It was, uh, you know, it's a, a quite a storybook season. So... I just really want but to talk now, about Chicago. But, but now, but I, I want to talk about Chicago because it had, it was, it came within a whisker of being a complete nightmare. And it went a hundred percent the other way in a, in a very short order. Yeah, There's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. They shortened the race. And I know uh, some people feel they got screwed up on, on, on strategy and stuff. And I get that, but you make decisions on the fly sometimes and you have to live with it, but it looked great. It looked good in the city and it was, it was well attended. NASCAR sunk a ton of money into it. Shane Van Giesbergen is a hell of a driver and he, he was head and shoulders above everybody else in, in that race. And I'm so happy that he won. I'm so happy that nothing bad happened that took the win away from him. Like, uh, getting caught up in something of not of his doing or, or getting dumped on a late restart. I, I'm happy that he won. He's a hell of a driver and deserved the victory. And as I sort of said to Steve O'Donnell last year, when he was at uh, Trois Rivieres, I said, so you uh, here trying to find uh, things that you can do in Chicago from a series that has raced successfully in the streets for a number of years now in GP3R in, in Toronto. Um, the only thing that's new is that the cup series did it. Pinty's has been doing it for years. And oh, yeah. how many people have been talking about it being the best part of the, the weekend in Toronto? It has been exciting as hell to see those cars race in Toronto on the Friday. It's in, I, during the Chicago weekend, we were very much on like every single conversation online of, oh, you guys are liking this. You need to go see Pinty's. Like yeah. they do it twice a year. They've been doing it twice a year for sometimes three times a year for years. Ten years. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I mean, I mean, Dale Jr. Shot, shot, gave us a shout out as well. Don't know if you got, if you saw that, but we very much have, I feel, planted the street course racing bug for NASCAR Cup fans. Oh, yeah. And it's it's like, okay, so coming up again in Toronto and then at uh, GP3R, the Pinty Series will do it again. And it will be exciting and it will be dramatic and it will be fun and it will be successful once mm -hmm. again. They've, they've made the blueprint that, the rest of NASCAR is now going to follow. So the question to me becomes, do they go back to Chicago 
I think, yes, it could go back again and be successful. Do they add another one next year or does it come later? Um, I, I think that's the question of how quickly they, do they want to expand that and grow that? And I'm talking about Montreal. Right. Or, so uh, I just wanted to or, clarify that you mean yeah. by come later, you mean like, do we give Chicago another year and then and then expand another it out one? to another street course? I don't I don't know. Um, I, it, I I think that ev- that fans are clamoring for it. And I think they're realizing that, oh, my gosh, we should have been doing this years ago, like mm-hmm. the Pinty series is. But I, I, I think they'll they'll move slowly and methodically before they they start to grow it and expand it. But if they did Chicago and Montreal in 24, it would be great. Yeah. Hundred percent. Again, and it's not like finding the weekend is going to be the tricky part. Yeah. Well, I mean, F one just announced their twenty twenty four calendar, yes. so we know that they're back on their regular weekend, and yes. you know we're not racing any time before that if it happens. No. There's no way the FIA and F one would ever let us touch that track. And again, before. weather being the issue, because the yeah, the promoters in Montreal have said like you don't want to be racing in Montreal any earlier than the start of June. Yeah. So your window is very narrow. And if you get into September, it gets very iffy. I, I went to Montreal in April this year and it was spectacular. Mm-hmm. Sitting outside on a patio in April. You got lucky. Could have just as easily been wearing a parka yeah. and wading through a foot of snow. And that's that's the tricky part. That's the gamble you pay in Canada in the springtime. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the in the late in the early fall, you pay that gamble. Right. Because there have been Pinty's Fall Brawl nights where I am seeing my breath and wishing I had. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, so uh, you, and again, it, you're in the entertainment business. If you, if you're saying, oh yeah, come on out in a mid October night and it's freezing cold and you're wearing parkas and gloves and has like, well, who, who the hell wants to do that? Nobody. Exactly. It's, make it, make it, uh, make it fan friendly. That's the, that's the other part. So um, I'm excited. Uh, Pinty's will be a great show. The Toronto Indies back again this year, the, the, the Honda Indy it's, it's fun um uh, free for fans uh, on friday free for fans on friday yes come on skip out on work on friday everybody's doing it anyways it's summer summer hours mental health days and the the pinty's race doesn't go green till approximately 5 10 so you can slip out enjoy the afternoon oh it's perfect kids are out of school yeah and then i think uh, come the rest of the weekend too because i'll I'll be there and it's gonna it's it'll be great again this year i love this event I, I didn't do the IndyCar vert pot part of it last year. So I'm excited to go back and do it again. Yeah. So, cause it is like such a spectacular show. And we'll watch them try to squeeze 27 cars into the, uh, into the pit lane that already looks like a snake. And they, those pit boxes are tiny. They are, I, I'm, 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 I'm puzzled as to how it's going to happen. Uh, I I think you want to really be careful, but they are going to, they are squeezing them in very tight because there are 27 full-time entries for IndyCar this year. And that's, they, they're not really supposed to have that many pit boxes in pit lane, but it's, we'll see how it and works And they're out. big pit boxes. Well, like, not, not as big as they should be. That's yeah. Because <laughs> those cars take a little room to swing in and out. And yeah. as I said, it's kind of a, it's got two turns in the pit lane, which is a highly unusual so it's it's a little tricky to say the least. Yes, it's uh but Pinty's doesn't have to worry about that. No, because short race, sprint race, no pit stops. If you're if you're making pit stops, it's usually bad news. Yeah. So but that's uh, uh that's but it's fun. I'm looking uh 
Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. We should say as well too, we're recording this as just as the IMSA weekend is starting at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, which is also always a great event. Lots of good Canadian racers are are there this weekend. So if you you can and want to to get out and enjoy it, it's it's great. But it's that's a, that's another really good event to to go to and spend some time with. Yeah, I unfortunately so last year was the first time I ever even I guess technically went to an IMSA race. Yeah, I'd never been. Um, I unfortunately won't be able to go this year, but you and I will be there on the Saturday. Mm -hmm. Yes. With it being so close to Toronto this year, because last year I feel like it was, we got back from Newfoundland, we had the IMSA, and then we had a week off, and then we had Toronto. But this year, because of the Chicago street race, it got flipped. So it went back a week, because it used to always be the Canada Day long weekend. So net this year because it's just just a little too close to toronto for my liking yeah yeah you have uh, you have things to do to get ready yeah. for toronto because then right after uh we leave to go for the uh the western swing too so yeah and that's going to be another uh busy stretch and but fun stretch too looking at my calendar because i'm trying to squeeze in as many cottage weekends as i can going up and spending time with like other friends and then they're um my boyfriend's family has a wedding the weekend before Osh weekend so trying to find more times to go up to the cottage and kind of just relax a little bit or just kind of yep. not work from home and I think between from the day I leave for the west coast to after Osh weekend when I get back from Osh weekend I will have spent approximately two days at home yeah I can <laughs> <laughs> I can see that with uh, travel to the West and then to GP3R and Shweka. Yeah, so that's, uh, and, you know, cottage time. You just you were just up there too and enjoying yes. a, a few days off. And that's, it's nice to find those times where you can have little breaks, whether it's uh, you go away somewhere or not, or have a little staycation at home where you just mm -hmm. kind of put your feet up. So we, you know, we, uh, last weekend, the July 1st uh, holiday weekend, didn't go anywhere, but ate a lot of good food, cooked food uh, and, and stuff. So it was, uh, it was good. If you can find little, little times to do that, it's, it kind of gives you a little break from the grind. Yes. The only weekend that I actually have off in August, I, I was like, I, I keep looking at it and I'm like, oh, maybe we'll go up that weekend. And then I remember I bought Jonas Brothers tickets for my best friend and oh, I, <laughs> that weekend. Priorities. So I'm like, Oh, I guess that's a staycation weekend, but I got to see the Jonas Brothers live, which I haven't seen since I Caitlin was like, screaming. I want oh, video don't of get that. me started. I want to, I want just... video of that. Caitlin oh. screaming at the Jonas Brothers. I will send you video. I will. I look forward to that. But uh, if we're talking about nostalgia today, Taylor Swift speak now version just dropped. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Are you all over it? Oh, I've listened to it like uh, like I'm halfway through <laughs> listening to it the second time because oh, it's just it's it, that album was like the so like I got into Taylor Swift when Fearless came out and then I um, which was her second album and then I listened to debut so Speak Now was the first album I like was like at like getting it the day it came out anticipation of the yeah. release and yeah okay. so as a an adult having it drop again and getting to relive it all again i'm like relive your youth yeah it, it's just so that album specifically is just so nostalgic so i was very excited when i woke up this morning i was like i get to listen to a whole new taylor swift <laughs> album yay <laughs> so 
There you go. So I know how you're spending the rest of your weekend. I, right? When you came on, I was already singing. <laughs> hey, if, it, why not? It's, it's, if it's I bring my great. Oxford, she, can we listen to it in the car tomorrow? Sure. No problem. That's fine. That's yeah, that's uh that's no problem. So no, but that's, it's, it's great. I mean, she's a, she's a force. She's an industry. I mean, it's just the, the shows are, are unbelievable. I obviously haven't, haven't been to a, a concert, but just seeing like the clips and videos, like it's a, it's an incredible production. So if she's she a, ever decides to come to Canada with her era's tour. Yeah, I know. Go. Canadians are all all upset that oh. Taylor Swift has no shows scheduled in Canada currently. So I have I know. thoughts, but that's for a different kind of podcast. She hates, she hates Canada. I'm pretty sure she doesn't, but that's no, that's but that's what we that. that's what everyone is saying. That's what everyone has decided <laughs> that she she hates Canada. Okay. Should we get to some food stories? Yes. Because I think we both have a couple, though you want to start on you 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 have a few from the East Coast, and so do yes. I. Yes. So my biggest one was we went to Yellow Belly Brewery right on Water Street, I think it is. Yeah, I didn't and get there. And it's like, A, the beer was like all good. They do beer flights there, which was great. Um, the pizza there. Mm. Awesome. I wouldn't expect pizza like that from just like a brewery. And it's like you walk in and it's like, it looks like a rundown brewery. Like it's nothing. <laughs> it doesn't feel like anything special. And they have this like area in the basement called the underbelly because it's yellow belly. So it's called Very the underbelly. And good. it's like a little like tavern kind of vibe. But it's just the like the pizza and the food just blew me away. So isn't, neck, isn't that funny? Because, you know, we went to a, a brewery on the Saturday night. I want to get the name right. Bannerman Brewing, which was right near our hotel. Mm -hmm. And it was because we went, looked at a couple other places. It was after nine o'clock before we got out for dinner. And it's just, oh, the kitchen's closing. So we just went to this Bannerman um, Brewing. Is that the one? Because you were at the Sheridan, right? Yeah, so yeah. is that the one that's like on the corner that does like breakfast and like coffee yes. in the morning? Yeah. Yes. And the coffee was great too, because I went yeah. there for, for coffee the next morning. The the food was like Thai food and everything. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Really good. I had a, this bowl with uh, rice and everything with a thing called, and, and a few of the other guys did too, surprised pig. So yeah. that's what it's called. And it was really good. I have a so funny I story highly about recommend. that place. Okay. Matt and I walk in, I think it was the night of the fan fest. We had been working in the hotel bar. Yeah. Like super late that night. And then we're finally like, okay, let's go get some food. It wasn't super late. It was like maybe 8 30. And we're like, okay, let's go get some food. We walk over because we were like also in the area. We walk over and we're we sit down at a table and we're sitting there for maybe 10 minutes. And then the server finally comes up and we're like, oh, can we like do a food order, a beer order, all that stuff? She's like, Yeah, sure, no problem. We tell her all our orders. And she comes back five minutes later and she's like guys i'm so sorry but the kitchen or she comes oh. back like maybe a minute later and she's like guys i'm so sorry the kitchen closed five minutes ago and matt and i are oh. like we've been sitting here for 10 minutes oh that's a shame ouch that's so then we ended shame. up having to walk her walk her butts back to the hotel and ended up ordering pizza from this like i can't even remember what it's called it was like hello cat cafe or, or hello like hello kitty cafe not hello kitty but <laughs> <laughs> but, but something, it was like something to that effect. Kitty Cafe, and it was yeah. amazing pizza. Maybe oh, it's just because Neil or um Matt and I were so starved at that point. Uh, yeah, hunger, hunger because rules all. Yeah, the bar at the hotel had also stopped serving food, so we're like, I'll take anything at this point. Yes, so. if we, if we have one reco for next year with with new, if the kitchens could stay open an hour or two later, we'd yeah. appreciate it because we don't, you know, sometimes we don't get out and we got to work, got to work and get all right. But if but otherwise, like other than that. Um, 
a wash, rinse, repeat for uh, for next year. It was yeah. great. Really, I'll have uh, to go and try that place out because it's so, so close to the hotel. Yeah, and uh, the Friday night we went to uh, Birdie Malloy's, which was right near the stage where they were doing the screeching and everything, and the fish and mm-hmm. fish and chips because I it's it was fantastic. I didn't so. have any fish and chips when I was there. Oh, fr- like fish were like it, the fish was in the water that morning. It's so fresh and yeah. so good. Yeah, love it. My so. um my other East Coast one was in that same area. I think it was literally right across from Bannerman's Brewing. Um, was called I think Brew Dock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like a spot. little, yeah, it was a little beer garden. Um, I went there twice and I got their fried chicken sandwich both times. Oh yeah. I, I think we went there last year, actually. Really Amazing. good. Yeah. They're so good. I have wow. one other food story that I want to tell you. And this one is a local and occurred today. Mm. So for ages, um, Steph and I were talking about, they like, should go um, to a place uh, in, in Burlington it's called Easterbrooks. It's a hot dog place. It has been there in the same spot. And I think it looks exactly the same inside for like 90 or a hundred years, white red trim and everything. And they make foot hot dogs and like walk in place sure, and they're out of this world. Good. It's an institution, uh, all kinds of old pictures and stuff from ages ago. So it's like, yeah, let's go. I haven't been there. And I, I can't recall how many years. And she's like, I've, I've lived in Burlington off and on a few times and never been, let's go. So we went and awesome great highly recommend if you're in the vicinity it's near the royal botanical gardens in burlington really good all kinds of footlong hot dogs whatever you want on it they will put on it it's great that sounds amazing yeah really good i have one other food story so on todd's recommendation i went to see hamilton yeah finally last uh this past week for mine and my boyfriend's anniversary and we didn't get to go to the food recommendation spot that you recommended so i was like Oh, I really want Italian though, because of course I love Italian. Yeah. So I was looking for some places and I found this place that I had been wanting to go with one of my best friends because we like doing like trying different. I feel like half the food recommendations I have that aren't from races are from places I've gone to with her. Um. So there was this other place that was maybe like a three minute walk from the Princess of Wales Theater called, um. I don't know if it's pronounced uh, Figo or Figo. Mm-hmm. Um. It's on the corner of uh, Adelaide and John. And I was like, oh, it just felt like a, going into it, I felt like it was just going to be like a generic kind of like whitewashed Italian place. It was so good. Nice. We walk in and I had booked on open table and said that we were there for our anniversary and they gave us like little flutes of champagne. And I was like, oh, okay. I wasn't planning on drinking, but fine. Um, (laughs) We both got pasta. It was, I got um, uh, Cazio at Pepe which is like one of my go-to, like, I love getting that. Pepe's really good. Yeah. Um, but there was a couple, like, I couldn't decide. Like I was like, Oh, this one, <laughs> it's like this one I can trust, but it was, it was so good. And like some of the appetizers, the people next to us were just smelled amazing. Their pizzas smelled amazing. And then we ended up getting dessert, which we never do. And we got panna cotta and it was amazing. Awesome. So okay, highly good. recommend that place. Okay. Very good. Okay. So there's a lot of good, uh, a lot of good food discussions. And I suspect that over the next few weeks when we're traveling to Toronto for the Honda Indy weekend, and then out West to Edmonton and Saskatoon, there will be more food recommendations and I look forward to them as well. Oh yes. I, I'm going to have to start thinking of where I'm going to eat. Mapping it out. Yep. Got to get my maps. 
the thoughts, ideas, suggestions, discussion, opinions of Todd and or Caitlin on the Racing It Out podcast are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the opinions necessarily of NASCAR, NASCAR Penty Series, Honda Indy Toronto, IMSA at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Green Savory, uh, Racing Productions, Rev TV, uh, anybody else that we might work with in the present or the future or that we might think about working with in the present or the future. I think that covers it. You always do such a great job with those disclaimers. <laughs> you always just in a I nice don't little bubble. Get sued. <laughs> Nobody does. I know. I it's this it's a sort of unrelated story, but I like reading legal agreements. They're kind of funny and stuff. And I've been yeah, wading through that. one right now. And it's like it's like 10 pages long and it's just I I don't like the wording on some of it so I changed it and I I don't know we'll we'll, we'll see what happens but it's just it's it's really weird just to see how how some of these are put together it's kind of funny. Oh gosh, that's so funny. Well, this has been another edition of Racing It Out. We will see you guys next time. <laughs>